Okay, so today we're going to be discussing the digital story. Um, pre-thinking digital stories. So, first question is, do you consider yourself a storyteller? Why or why not? And who tells the stories in your family or among your friends? So let's start with the first one. Do you consider yourself a storyteller? No. <laughs> no. Uh, wow. <laughs> I think it's probably important to be somewhat of a storyteller if you're going into like the field of education especially with social studies because that's what i'm doing uh so i think i at least try to be and my dad i would say is a storyteller in our family which is probably pretty common i'd say for english too because that's my major um it'd be good to be a storyteller because then you can like really give a visualization for students because sometimes interpreting literature is hard and students may not understand the concept so i think being a storyteller would be good for an english teacher and I think, like, in art, you kind of have to be because, I mean, no matter what you're creating, you're creating it for some reason and you're kind of portraying it through that. So, yeah, I guess I'm kind of a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say my family, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not a good storyteller. It's like, probably me. I'm the storyteller. I just tell storyteller? My, about my day all the time. That's what I do. <laughs> I just grandma. ramble about my day. <laughs> if that's storytelling, then I do that. Okay. So even if you're not a storyteller, what stories do you like or like to tell or have you told? Well, I complain about people on the road. <laughs> tell about my experiences there. <laughs> that's funny. Um, what about like, what about like for, are you early childhood? Do you, how would you tell stories to them because I feel like student like younger kids can visualize more they're more creative I feel like I don't know I don't even know that could just be me have we forgotten the ability to be creative I can participate as well oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but we, no, I'm just thinking when, like when we get older do we lose the ability to tell stories no I mean you could definitely get more like like the older you get like Obviously, the more knowledgeable you become, so you have, like, a bigger, like, larger vocabulary, you can be more creative. But I feel like kids, like, sometimes kids will say things, and I'm just like, where'd they come up with that? Or, like, how'd they think of that? So, like, they kind of blow my mind a little bit. They just make it up. They just make it up to make make people laugh and stuff. Yeah. I think it's also the kind of thing where little kids don't really care if you care. No filter. Because as an adult, like, you kind of think of things, and you know they don't care if I tell them this. But I wonder if, do we need to reclaim some of that? I don't know if it's innocence or just that ability to to play. Again, one of the focal Mm -hmm. points of the class has been to kind of remember how to play. And being creative with the digital story is one of those opportunities. You know, what projects did you do in high school and what could you have done had you had the chance to play with digital tools to do that and to tell a fun story? Now, I don't know. I, my experience in language arts was the whole writing process. I never diagrammed a sentence. I never learned vocab. I did, we weren't allowed to do spelling tests. They actually quit. A teacher was giving spelling tests. They were told to stop because it wasn't the curriculum. I can tell you a story about a talking dog detective and a talking lemon and we fought against a, a sentient tomato. And so I can tell stories about that. I can't diagram a sentence. I don't know really the definition of adverb or adjective. I know it's a descriptive term, but but the creative process is very much alive in my brain. And I think it's because of how the, the, the curriculum ran. Now, maybe there should have been a little bit more of the other or some sort of a blend, but how do we reclaim that creativity and that experience and that, I don't know, fun in a project like this? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something to think about, like, especially since, like, I'm high school, so I feel like, I don't know, 
it's easier to like say, oh, I want you to be creative, but for the students, that might be a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. And if not saying be creative, say um, you have the opportunity to do what you do every day outside mm -hmm. because they're already snapping. Yeah. They snap all day. They, they have their snap stories or with their Bitmoji stories. They, they do that all day, right? Or they're telling an Instagram story or it's on my story. Oh, did you see my story? Did you like my story? And they pay attention to likes and hearts and all that mm -hmm. garbage. To me, garbage. But it might be, I don't know, maybe it's valuable <laughs> currency in today's digital world. Being digital citizens. Huh? <laughs> makes you feel better about yourself. Makes you feel better when somebody likes, oh, they love my post. Now they're going back into my old post and they're loving those too. <laughs> Do they like me? But that's what they're doing anyway. And so can you bring some of that in within the content, right? Yeah. Could you convert Jane Eyre into a digital story? I hate Jane Eyre. Oh, good. It's boring, right? A tree grows in Brooklyn, perhaps, or The Giver. Could they? Could yeah. they take these stories? Could they take the cover of a book, and use that as a digital story to to find a way to create something like that? Or, thinking about younger students, maybe they all come together to tell one story, and each student tells a little different piece, either with a drawing, and then you can digitize that. So there's all these ways that you can engage everybody. I don't know. And then thinking about this class, you know. I think the story you can tell is how did you define technology at the beginning versus how you might think about educational technology now. Has your definition changed or has it shifted at all or has the class run you off of technology entirely or has it opened up some kind of thinking about, oh, well, I thought I'd never use it, but now I think I might, especially since all the research says that a good teacher with technology outperforms a good teacher without technology in every study. Because people always argue, oh, I don't need technology to be a good teacher. That's fine. I'm sure you're a great teacher, but you know what would make you better? If you integrated technology. <laughs> it actually does improve your performance. Yeah. If you're already a good teacher, you get better. Right? Mm -hmm. But some things to think about. I think stories are fun to tell. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a talker. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Bethany, are you a listener? Yes. <laughs> Unless I'm talking to my grandma yeah. about, like, complaining about something. Well, but complaining is a story. You have to set it up. Yeah, a, complaint, a complaint is, oh, you'll never believe what happened to me today. That's and you have to set up the day. context. <laughs> yeah, and then you knock it down. And then this happened. There's, there's a climax, right? Yeah. And then there's the fall down. Yeah. And then it's, well, what do you do with next? Well, you wait for her to sympathize with you, right? Because a complaint <laughs> is just, you're just telling a story to get sympathy because it'll make you feel better that grandma loves me. <laughs> Okay. Well, no. I mean, I do. What do you? I mean, I do that with my mom all the time. Mom, this happened. Oh, that's terrible, Aaron. You're fine. So I know. Thanks. But isn't that what we tell stories? That's one of the reasons we tell stories. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, thanks for letting me drop it on your podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. I'm like the same way as you, though. I don't really like talking unless it's I know the person well. I complain to her like literally every day, like. There's always something for me to complain about. Yeah, me and my friends just always rant. Like, that's all we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's just a good off each other. <laughs> Honestly. Well, this is a good segue to the next question. What makes for a good story? I feel like drama. Drama, <laughs> drama, yeah. I feel like the, the situation scene. you're in probably really depends on that. Because, like, in in-class, good story versus a really, like, story you're telling at home could be kind of different. Yeah, because yeah. I was thinking, like, I'm not going to... Like, I can complain to my mom about something, but I'm not going to complain to my teacher about the same things. Yeah. But, I mean, I might. The situation might be different, but... You probably have to have a little bit more of a detail. Yeah. Like, yeah. more of the facts. Again, you're more comfortable with your mom, so you're going to be saying a lot more yeah. than what you would to, like, your teacher. Yeah, I also think the audience has to be able to relate to it in some way. Yeah. 
because if like if I'm telling like my student about like some drama with my family or something <laughs> not that I would but like that's just the first example that popped in my head they're not gonna care about that they don't know my family like okay if you could sum up the course in f- in a phrase or a word what would it be <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like very engaging I, yeah <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, a word, like, one word. Like, it's not a bad thing that I can't think of something, but I'm trying to narrow it down. I mean, I obvi- like, we learned a lot, I feel like. Um, a lot of new tools were introduced that I had never even heard of, be- heard of before. Yeah. Like a web quest, never even heard of that. Or if you've heard of them, it just forces you to use them. Yeah, actually. like, you actually have to get involved. Because I think I did some projects in, like, high school. And they were like, oh, you can use this or you can do something else. And I was like, well, I'm going to do something else because I'm familiar with it. So yeah. really needs to step outside of the comfort zone that I mean, you're already in. I guess important would be a good word for it because really these are a lot of things that we are definitely going to use. Like I'm sure there are three or four things that we've used in this class that I'm going to use for the next five to ten years or even build off of these on the new things that come. 21st century class. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> kids are getting so, like, tech savvy. Like, I don't, I, I swear I don't know how to use technology anymore. My sometimes. sister's better at it than me, and she's 10 years old. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It makes me feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like this course would be good for people like us who may not be as technologically savvy as I mean, younger I used kids. I think I was, like. <laughs> yeah, but then technology was different back then, too, so we could be, like, what was I feel like what we've learned when we were kids is the same thing we, like, know now. So we're not being, like, introduced to more technology. So this class was, like, a good way to, you know, open that up. I'm basically old now because, really, like, I see my little sister on TikTok. <laughs> and, like, I used to love Vine. I still watch them on YouTube. I love But I see Vine. her on TikTok, I'm like, TikTok. Yeah, no, I know, I can't. I, I'm so judgmental of it. I can't download TikTok because I feel like that would be betraying Vine. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. What is one story you remember from this course that is worth telling? Um, one story. Just like any story? Yeah, let's just any story. Does it mean like from the readings, from the videos and stuff? Or like our like personal it could be, experience? yeah, personal experience. Let's do the personal experience because ours are all going to be different. Well, I would say the day that we got in a big circle and we like passed the ball around and we were talking, I think that was, I mean, that's that a story of so what happened anxiety. that day. I, I cannot, like, <laughs> oh, I yeah. can't catch a ball within my life. And I was like, <laughs> I just like being like, like, scared. <laughs> it makes you nervous, those kind of situations. It's one of those things I feel like it definitely made sure everyone was engaged because you didn't know if you were going to get the ball or not. Well, yeah. That's a good point to make. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a story. I, mean, I don't know. Like, this isn't really a story, but. I don't remember which assignment it was. Like, the one where he introduced Google Tour and stuff to us. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that assignment. I'm not going to lie. I did both a Google Tour and a Blend Space. I didn't (laughs) use Google Tour. I liked the one with, like, the cube. What's it called? Oh, Merge Cube. Oh, Oh, that was cute, too. That was, like, trippy, though. (laughs) I was, like, looking at it. I was, like, I don't know how I feel about this. My phone wouldn't fit in the thing because my case. I didn't want to take it off. Yeah, mine wouldn't either, so I just kind of, like, held it. No, you have to use, like, a little chip thing to pop my case off yeah it's waterproof so uh-huh. i did not have one it actually is pretty cut up from where i've been trying to open <laughs> it without the chip all right all right so let's where's your content or grade level oh 
where, let me rephrase that, where in your content or grade level do you see the potential for the use of digital stories? So let's just, okay, so I'll start. My content is English. Grade level I would like to teach is junior seniors because I like the more literature based, um, like how much more literature based English is in that grade level. So for using a digital story, I feel like you could really like use the piece, like whatever text you're reading. So for example, The Great Gatsby, you could definitely use a digital story to like even introduce that to the students or even after have them create their own digital story on what they thought of the book or like even make them act out a scene from that. I thought that would be a good use for that in my content area. Uh, my content area is middle childhood, uh, social studies and language arts. And I feel like it's the example that Dr. Brewer used at the beginning of the class, but it's kind of like, I, mean, I feel like that's a very good one. He said Vietnam War, like make a digital story of what happened in order and like details from that. I feel like you could do that with pretty much any moment in history. You could kind of do a digital story like that. So I think that can be really commonly used in like social studies and obviously English too, the same way she did in language arts. I mean, with art, it's, <laughs> you could pretty much use it for anything i think yeah art is its own digital story it really <laughs> is i mean put that on a t-shirt <laughs> seriously though like you could have students do so much with art and digital stories like you could have them animate their own little short or like um my content level is second grade and i think you usually teach like everything and like you're a second grade teacher, right? I think so. But I don't really, I don't really plan on using too much. I mean, I want to use technology, but it's like, it's hard to have the kids do a digital store and stuff when they don't, not every kid would have technology. Yeah, you'd probably make the digital yeah, story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. as a class, we'd make the digital yeah. story maybe like together, like in the classroom, not like, yeah. That'd be good for like collaboration and stuff too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. And they're going to know. Like I went to a kindergarten classroom mm -hmm. and they had in their cubbies iPads, each of them, and they went out and they were playing literally kindergarten at West. And they were just playing what? their little <laughs> game, learning games. My, did not, my school did not have that. It was crazy. The first time I used like an iPad in school was like in junior high, I think. Or just so high, maybe yeah, like yeah, mine I was high I school. school. I don't, school. I don't, and I think we it was my Chromebooks. last year. Yeah, I used Chromebooks. Last two years. Oh. That's Dang. crazy how far technology's come. All right. What is something tangible or product or program that you are going to take away from this course, something you can use or have already used? I liked Prezi. I use Prezi a lot already outside of this class for, like, um, presentations and, like, my education courses. So that's just me. I like Prezi. I'd probably – I might do something like a web quest, but for English it's more of a difficult subject to – navigate on a web quest so well being able to create a website and like using wix and we really like that knowing how to do that now is really going to be beneficial but for like as far as something my students can use they can use that too but something else like the idea of doing a podcast like this that's something that i probably never would have thought about if we didn't have this class yeah i liked podcasts too i feel like i'd make my students do that a lot see i don't like podcasts i don't really like hearing myself talk i mean like, <laughs> i like listening to other fine. people yeah this is fine because we're just having a discussion and yeah. that's just there but like when i have to record my like the flip grid <laughs> um, so she's not using flip grids <laughs> i i'm not gonna lie i never did the first one and i put off the last one until the last night because i was like if i do it on the last night no one's gonna see it so. <laughs> 
It's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I actually liked Flipgrid, so I'll probably use that. And I like the, it's like the website created Zoonal. I just that I didn't really like like Wix as much because I just it was hard to figure out my computer wouldn't like do well with it so the Zuno like worked for me a lot. Wix more. updated actually a little bit really? and like the maneuvering is not as good as it was at the beginning of the semester. Um, we actually had a lot of like structural issues mm. with it, so we had to like switch over to Zuno at the last second. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I used Weebly and it was super easy. So you guys are going to use that in the future. I I 10 out of 10 recommend using Weebly. All right. We have like three questions. Um, what is something cognitive you've learned? So like a way of, what's a way of thinking or a pedagogical approach that you've learned? Uh, the concept of just playing around, that is very commonly said by yeah. Dr. Brewer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's something that can definitely be obviously that's just an idea of something a way you can really let your kids have freedom with like their own creating things like that and using their own ideas i think i still need to work on that because like (laughs) i mean i'll get to the like using something and i let it stress me out so quickly and i get so angry i just have to like (laughs) put it aside come back later Um, I liked the like three C or three the four C's like communication, collaborating, critically thinking, and like creating because I feel like for English those are like really that's like the basis of English like you got to critically think you've got to be able to communicate and collaborate and then what was the other one create which I don't remember it's which like one not, I said it's not a C thing it it goes into a C um, create or critically think whichever one I didn't say I feel like you can use all of them honestly in an English classroom like just especially. I mean, you can use those, they apply to all subjects and content areas, but I feel like for English especially, it's a really good, like, idea to have. All right, last question. What questions do you have as we come to an end of this course? What do you think is next? I don't, what is next? Well, for a lot of us, next is just kind of next ways to <laughs> extend this. Yeah, because we don't really want to forget what we learned in this classroom since we all have at least a year left until we're actually teachers we want to keep building mm-hmm. on top of the things that we already know that we learned in this class we don't want to stop here because you know the growth of technology isn't going to stop yeah i yeah. feel like next is like student teaching like that seems like the only yeah. thing i can think of like actually involving a classroom i feel like that's what's coming up yeah and like we'll or like at least being in a classroom like physically that's like the next step for a lot of us and so being able to maybe like introduce these kind of like technologically piece technological pieces that we've learned over this semester like we can definitely like introduce those to the other teachers whose classrooms we sit in on or even like create a presentation or like project a lesson plan based off of something that we learned in here and then that would like open up the teacher to being able to use that in her classroom so yeah, you have you a really whole cool. digital resume don't you you have a whole digital portfolio to yeah. share you've got the tools website you can share for sure they could definitely oh, learn something i was gonna say it'd be really cool obviously teachers are gonna have things that they do that they're gonna be able to show us too yeah, yeah. that's it's like yeah, it works both ways. All right. <laughs> <laughs>